Welcome back to the Hey Roadie podcast, where we take a deep dive into the people of the Ocean State. We are your hosts, Nick and Sasha. Hi, everyone. Happy whatever day of the week it is, Monday. They're going to be listening to this on a Monday. Yeah, that's true. Maybe so it not. should always just be like, happy Monday. <laughs> happy no matter Monday. What. Although sometimes you listen to it on like a Thursday, which we appreciate. Thank you, guys. Um, anyway, happy day. That's probably better. Happy day. Happy day. <laughs> um, on today's episode, we have Roscoe Gay, better known as Everyone's Chef on Instagram. He was, oh my God. First of all, he, I mean, let alone all of his like amazing talents and his success, he's a type 1 diabetic like I am, which like we talk about in the episode and I freak out a little bit because, you know, you don't, as with someone with like an autoimmune disease, like it's not always something that you like talk about like because a lot of people just, even though people are very understanding, like they don't really understand it, understand it. So like when we like discovered that we both were, we were both like, oh my God. So that was fun. <laughs> so we talked about that for a little bit. So sorry for all you non-type ones out there when we go on our tangent about like having high blood sugars and low blood sugars and like how it like knocks us off our ass. Anyway, so Roscoe was amazing. I loved him. Yeah, he was just like a warm person oh totally just yeah. really nice and like mm -hmm. you can see why he's popular and why everybody wants yeah. to have him as a come by, be a personal chef and mm -hmm. like ask him back again because he's just a good person to talk to it's really warm really nice i liked him a lot yeah i would love to have him like in my kitchen just like talking to me not even necessarily about the food he's making but just like talking to me like you said he's so warm and like friendly and funny he has this like really great smile like Honestly, we're just obsessed with him. He's great. And he, um, what you'll find out is he actually won a contest for the Drew, Barry Drew Barrymore show, um, a cooking contest, which was so cool. Um, and yeah, so he kind of got his start through like the social media channels. That's how people like have found out about him. He does personal cooking. Um, he has worked in other restaurants before, which we've talked about. Um, but honestly, which is something that I, I don't know if it's even like, I think we talk about it, but like his like main thing is like bakery like bakery yeah. stuff like his cakes are so beautiful um yeah so he was i i just i wish we could talk all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure we'll have him back at some point he was just a lot of fun to talk to yeah uh and then he uh you know he's multifaceted he has a lot of interest in music mm. um, yeah he went to berkeley which is yeah. cool like i love the thing that i love about these podcasts and and there's a lot of it coming up listeners so get prepared for some really cool episodes about you you know you meet someone like Roscoe who's a sh who is a chef and is a beautiful baker and and he makes these amazing dishes and all this stuff and then you come to find out that actually his when he was a kid his trajectory was to become like a drummer and yep. he's like really talent talented in the music field and it's just cool to like learn all these things about people that you like ordinarily would have no idea about um i feel really lucky that we get to explore that with these cool people yeah it's really cool uh and then take the opportunity now uh Really quick, because we've mentioned the last couple plug. of episodes, but we just want to plug the Who to Watch party. Uh, it will be coming next. No. Yep. Next week. I'm trying to think if it's next week or this week when you're listening to this, though. So when you're listening to this, it will be next week. Yes, yeah. that's correct. <laughs> Sorry, we record these things ahead of time. Uh, but it'll be next week. So this will probably be the last time that I, I promote it on here. Uh, it's a 26th at Narragansett Brewery on Watton Street in Providence. Uh, starts at 6 p.m. Uh, we have all kinds of good stuff for everybody. There's mm. food. There's drinks. We have uh, a 
cruising cocktails coming in case you don't like beer. Yeah, sorry, I zoned out. I zoned out for a second. So usually I'm Nick's like um, right hand man about being like Rhode Island cruising cocktails, Rick Entertainment, <laughs> Little Sister. But I forgot. I yeah, was zoning out. <laughs> I don't want to stretch it out too much because we've talked about it enough times. Yeah. But um, you know, there's not a ton of time left before the party um, comes. And I just want to make sure anybody that wants to go grabs a ticket. You can get them on our Eventbrite. You can uh-huh. search it on Eventbrite. You can go to our website. Um, there's a multitude of places you can find tickets. And if anyone from the podcast ends up getting tickets and comes, please find Nick or I and tell us because we would love to hear that. And we would love to get to know some of our listeners. Um, it would be really special for us to get to like know someone who listened and came for that reason. So yeah, let us know. And we can't wait to hang out with everyone and have a good time. Yeah. And uh, we're hoping everybody enjoys this episode, which I think you will, because Chef Roscoe is just wonderful. Thebomb.com, man. Yeah. Enjoy. Have fun. Earlier you said you played drums, but is there Mm -hmm. a preferred instrument like voice or Um, musical instrument that you like? I don't know. I th- I think drums will always be my number one. Because mm. um, growing up, like my mother, she she used to bribe us to sing. Now oh, it's really? funny. I do more singing now <laughs> yeah, yeah. than I do, you know, playing the instruments. But drums will probably be my number one. That's like the one thing I feel like I completely space out when I'm you on the love drum it. set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like get in the zone. I feel Absolutely. like you know. Okay, so I've gone to like friends' houses before, and they have like a drum set in like the basement or mm-hmm. whatever. And I've tried like I've. I, I took piano lessons as a kid. I took guitar lessons as a kid. Both of the things I can't do now. But like at the time, like I was okay. Like I could mm-hmm. like play like a very basic song. The drums are the one thing. You have to have a very special brain because to make one hand move at one and then the other one move at the other one and then a foot move at a di- That is so hard. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, but some of it is just, it's just practice. It's anything. Like no you have, way. It, it, it is. I don't believe that. It is. Yeah, you can is. train your brain to do certain no, things. No, no, no. You have to have a because special like brain. When I, went to, when I went to college for it, I thought I was good. So I'm just like, yeah. I, but when they told me to play a bossa nova, yeah. a bossa nova is like, and yeah. each foot is doing everything's doing a different like pattern. I could still yep. and I had to learn yeah. how to like this is going boom boom this is crazy and so I had to but I had to take it slowly my brother he's like no you have to tell your each each limb is doing something different so I broke it down like without even playing of boom boom my brain is so overwhelmed no way see so each you one have you to, start that's a doing special that. brain. Stop trying to say that your brain's not special. I, I, I'm telling you, it you, is. Once you once you start doing it, and then and then naturally, once you start to understand the rhythm and the yeah. flow of things, mm-hmm. that's why they say like you have to feel it. Yeah. Once you start to feel, because then you don't you're not thinking about it. You mm. kind of just get into that groove of everything. I guess being a musician in general, you have to have like a, I say like you. I'm sure you can train yourself, but mm-hmm. I feel like a only a certain type of person can like feel the music and like be at one with it and really and really anybody deliver. can feel music well i can feel music but i'm not gonna play you a tune it's I'm, gonna I'm sound you, terrible i guarantee you if you ever took the time if you wanted to go back to playing the piano yeah take an, uh, any art artist right so they're looking at what's a moment in time yeah that you felt something and you begin to write. Yep. And you're going to tell yourself, all right, you know what? I'm going to be in a key of C sharp, and I'm only going to play the four, and I'm going to play the five. And then you tell yourself, you're going to put some things to it, yep. and you build on top of that. And your experience will create a vibe or a mood mm-hmm. that creates that whole moment. And now it's like, I'm really feeling what's going on. Like, you're adding and you're creating and you're painting a picture. 
I love that you have all this faith in me because <laughs> it's, it's going to be terrible. Listen, it, 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 because like a lot of times what, what, what helped me both, even when it came to came to cooking, yep. certain things I didn't understand, but somebody else saw something in me. Mm. And sometimes it's being able to pull that out because you might not see it yeah. because you're in it. Yeah. But then someone else is looking at us like, you know what? If you did X, Y, and Z and took this out and replaced that with this, you can do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And so that's what it was. I had people who were just like invested yeah. in my talent. And it's yeah. like, oh, let's kind of shape you this way. Dude, going to take it this way. Matter of fact, you're doing this wrong because your technique is a little off here. Yeah. So let's do some fine tuning, doing some fine tuning and practice. You just don't get better without practice. Totally. Then eventually. And then sometimes you have those moments where you're just like, I'm doing it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know. There it goes. It's happening. It's happening. So like, <laughs> you, you definitely have you have you yeah. have those. I played uh marching snare and like like five years in high school Mm -hmm. Uh, and i i had like a drum kit and stuff growing up Mm -hmm. and i just never spent enough time doing it because like i was i was good on marching snare but i just when i started getting into the kit and you know i was like 17 so i'd get frustrated and go i'm terrible at this i don't want to do this anymore (laughs) very cool okay anyway sorry we this is like so we're here with chef roscoe and if you have ever heard our show before we don't talk about the most random things so mm-hmm. that is how we start our show that's fine talking about yep, random stuff but you're here yes. well for many reasons you're a lovely we've only been talking for 10 minutes and i already want to hang out with you every day uh, listen so, i feel the same way <laughs> good um but part of the reason you're here is because you are a wonderful chef thank you you've done some really cool things and we want to talk to you about them let's talk which i'm really excited about so you have so through uh you know i do obviously research um, you are, you've never had formal chef training, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. And I just want to know, just to get us rolling, what got you started in cooking? Like, it, was there a specific thing that happened? Was there a food you ate and you were like, I need to do this? Like, how did you get on that journey? Um, well, we always had to eat. Mm. And my yeah. father was the cook. So my mother had this saying, she was like, um, don't wait back up. <laughs> so I don't know if you've ever heard heard this saying the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Yes. Mm-hmm. And my mother would say, No, I just look good. Ah, that's so cute. <laughs> and Love so it. I thought it was funny because my dad was the cook. Yeah. My mother, she was she would put stuff on the stove and fall asleep. So <laughs> it was like, you're trying to kill us, mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so growing up, we also grew up very, very, very poor. So my okay. father, he would buy, I remember these huge cases of leg quarters. Mm. And I don't know if you've seen a leg quarter, but it's the most fattiest. Uh, it's just... Ugh, it was gross. Like I grew up, I was like, "Oh, yeah. dad's bringing home the big box of legs. Yeah. Now we got to go home and trim the fat and yeah. pull this off and do all this." Yeah. But it lasted us very long. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how it started in the kitchen, per se, um, with 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 my father buying these cuts of meat that you know what could fifty dollars get you that would yeah. last over a long time because forty pounds during that time was like fifteen bucks. Wow. So that lasted us yep. a long a and you long have to be time. Creative with it. You, Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I watched my father do a whole bunch of things with, you know, these cheap cuts mm-hmm. of um, these cheap cups of meat. And my aunt was the same way. So when I went to Berkeley years down down the line, the same thing, my dad, my, my aunt was doing it, but a little bit. She had a little bit more finesse with it. Oh. Um, so I began watching watching her. So that was just something that was always in in my head when my friends were getting hot pockets in my head. I'm just like, I'm going to the store and get a couple pieces of chicken and I can make up my nice. own. My own Be thing. creative with it. Correct. On a college student budget. Exactly. Because. Mm-hmm. I was going to Berkeley College, College of Music in 2005, yeah. and during that time, was tuition was like forty thousand, and that's 2005. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. that's like insane. Insane. This, okay, that is like the biggest 
well, not the worst issue going on in this yeah, world. You don't want to get me many. started on college. College is debt and all that stuff. Is you want to hear me rant about something for the next two hours? <laughs> <laughs> don't bring up college debt. It. It's really bad. And so when I got like that student, like, re, you know, you got your refund check or yep. whatever was left over. Yep. Yeah. That yeah. was I was like, okay, I'm going down to Market Basket and, and we're going to pick up a couple, of, a couple of things. And so let's fast forward. Um, my friends, when I moved out to Unsocket, I want to say like 2014 from Worcester. Yeah. I was sick of Worcester. I was like, I just want to change. Bye. Um, so I moved to Winsocket and my friends, they were like, um, well, you work at CVS and you are a, uh, what was I? I was a business analyst for CVS. It's like, but you just look so unfulfilled because I hated yeah. sitting my at a cubicle. Yes. No in front way. of two screens. I'm just like Boring. crunching numbers. Yes. The same thing. Run and a most report. Of the time, there's no windows. Like Nothing. you don't see the outside. You don't, Nothing. it's like very sterile and boring. All of that. And, and because like yeah. I had deadlines, like, like crazy, half the time I was eating my lunch and yep. still working. So I was never moving from my, so my friends like, you always have people over and you're always cater, catering for others and I love to host and do yep. those different things. Why don't you look into it more? Mm -hmm. So also during that time, the Cake Boss was out. So I used to watch all the shows of the Cake Boss and my I friends like, you can cook, why don't you go into you know, figuring out how to, how to bake. I was like, she's yeah. like, you've watched every season. I was like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, you know, yeah. buddy, I felt like buddy was my buddy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? So I went to Michael's, bought my first set of cake, my first set of cake pans. And I started to try to figure this out. So I was yep. like, uh, maybe it's like cooking, you know, I'm just going to add a dash of this, a dash of oh, that. Oh no. Mm, no. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I opened up the oven and my first red velvet cake bubbled. Oh, it was oh, bubbling. No. Oh, God. I was just terrible. like, um, that's not what it's supposed That's to That's not what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> so I began definitely researching right, right away of like how baking from scratch, what that's like. Because it's not mm. like Duncan Hines. Yeah. You, <laughs> you just don't like add water yeah. and egg. <laughs> it was not the same. I was like, okay, I, I got to sieve. I got to do this. Yep. I got to It's fold. so mathematical. It is. It's crazy. It is. It's, it's for, I'm not a cook and mm -hmm. I don't bake. I don't do anything in the kitchen really. It's mm -hmm. just not like my in my wheelhouse. But like baking we had um from seven stars bakery we had their head baker on yeah. she was talking about how like the temperature outside affects the way they bake certain things and i was like wait 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 mm. it's that specific oh yeah humidity it's, levels it's temperature, crazy. The water, so the fact that you probably are like oh and i know this from reading an article about you like oh like baking is fun and beautiful and artistic having that in your brain being like oh add something here add something mm -hmm. there i would do the same thing and then it would come out and you'd be like oh damn right <laughs> it's, so, it's like you learn very very quickly that i mean baking is more of i think it's more of a skill if you can bake you are yeah. definitely even and this might not sound right, but I feel like bakers have a step up on range cooks on cooks and chefs because just the amount of stuff we got to go to. Like I can be in a hot kitchen, yep, you know, 110 degrees or just things are just not. But my food will still come out right. Like yep. I'm not worrying about it wilting or falling yep. depending on what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, but for the but like if you're working with buttercream. You have to, you can't, you can't <laughs> you be in a hot in a kitchen. Certain, right? yeah. Yeah. certain things are just going to melt. It's not yep. going to hold the integrity of it. So when I started um, baking, I just started posting my stuff on, on Instagram and yep. I created an Instagram for it and online and my friends and family were my biggest supporters when I first oh, started. That's so nice. So they also knew that I cooked. So they're yeah. like, why don't you do X, Y, and Z? And I slowly just started fading into this world and then it helped me also being a diabetic yeah that like certain things that i wanted to make it helped me with with my health because i was a um food was like my best friend it still is yeah um but like i would eat my sorrows away yeah so mm -hmm. then i tried to flip it and i was like you know let me cook and bake my sorrows, sorrows away. away so i took that energy instead of you know being depressed and going to i don't know if you've ever been on eddie dowling highway mm -hmm. or, yeah so I would stop legit at the Burger King. Um, 
then there's the McDonald's yep. and the Wendy's. I'd be like, okay, I want a McFlurry here. I want this here. And that's yep. how I was eating. Yeah. <laughs> to kinda, They're literally all there. There's yes. Taco Bell, yeah. McDonald's, a all Wendy's, of a Burger yep. King, all a of Subway. That. And I was that person. I was like, well, I want this from this one. I want <laughs> that from this one. And, yeah. and that's how it would be. And so like, I found that that was like my way out of depression. Yeah. Um, just cooking and baking. And putting and, your mindset yes. in that. Yep. And you're eating like, and I think a lot, especially Americans in general, you know, we were always led to believe that food should be fast. Like yes. we should be eating quickly because yep. we need to be moved on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. And actually taking the time and like focusing on the ingredients and the things that you're using to make this delicious dish. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's so much better for your body. And being someone who's a diabetic, who I'm also diabetic, this is like part of the reason why we're best friends already. <laughs> BFFs. Um, is that like you don't even realize how things affect your yeah. blood sugar that you would not like it. You know, if you eat, say, for me personally, like if I eat like a potato, like a baked potato, mm -hmm. my blood sugar is fine. The second that potato becomes fried in oil, my mm -hmm. blood sugar goes crazy. Yes. It gets high, it drops low, it gets high again. Mm -hmm. It's like this big roller coaster. Yeah. And anyone who's a diabetic, which I know you know, going through that is like the worst feeling in the world. It's yeah. like you're, it's like you're hungover, but like worse. Yeah, because the only thing that makes it feel better is you have to lay down. You have you to have let to your lay body down. figure yeah. out what it needs to do to reach that state of equilibrium again to be like, totally. Okay, and it's usually about like two or three hours before yeah. you can feel like a sense of normalcy. Yep. And me, like even being, a, I just learned how to, you just learn how to work through. Work through it. So feelings. even you, though you were eating like a lot of fast food mm -hmm. and, and you probably, your body was probably just so used to it that it, it, it ended up just like being okay. Yep. But I bet when you started doing all these like, different baked goods and and you would even think like oh a diabetic eating a baked good is bad right that's like a, a it's totally different than me eating a little debbie snack versus exactly. me making yeah making my own cake yeah where like I, I don't it does your way your body breaks it it's down totally because it different. doesn't have all those preservatives yep. or all those um the ingredients that you don't even know how to pr pronounce <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um so like you're it's more forgiving on on your body so that totally. was something major and that pushed me into the whole cooking mm. now mind you, i still eat my snacks I'm of course boy. you do um, <laughs> we love our snacks we love some fast food treats yeah in this, absolutely in absolutely studio. but like i really enjoy when i can go to the supermarket and the first thing i do is i love the pro i'm always on the outskirts i'm never in the mm. middle and i just do that and just seeing like it gives me joy just like oh my god look at all these market bass is my favorite yeah right it is it, i think it would have to be market bass is number one and then what's the other one that's overpriced but they whole have, foods yes Whole Foods is good. Whole Foods is good, but their mm. prices are whack. Do you ever go to Trader Joe's? I have never been to Trader okay. Joe's. Maybe once, like a long time ago. So everyone's like, you need to go to you Trader Joe's. You need to Jones. go to, well, the thing that's tricky about Trader Joe's is there's not many of them. So there's one in Warwick. Okay. And there's one in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Yes. Yep. And there's a big rumor going around that maybe one will come to Providence, which that's like, I keep, I'm, every day I wake up and I'm like, please let there be a Trader Joe's here. Because it's very well priced. Mm -hmm. The produce is great. And they have like, oh my God. We yeah, Trader, Trader, Joe's. Trader Joe's is like uh, down to if you ever had to like make a I do like a charcuterie board for okay. like a party or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you pull one together at even like even at like a super Walmart mm -hmm. or a stop and shop, it's like 150 bucks. Absolutely. If you do it at Trader Joe's, you can do it for like 65, 70. Yes. Bucks. Are you Trader Joe's yeah. is is the thing. You know how many charcuterie boards I put together? So when <laughs> I do that, so, that, thank you. See this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, look at this. Even just like the nuts, like if you yes. pick up because they have a huge selection and they are way better priced than anywhere. Yeah, else. yeah, yeah. You and know they how have much everything. I pay even, so, like for me to do a charcuterie board, like on something like this, yeah. on this man, you know, there's money. It's oh, like yeah. so expensive. Just so expensive. Yes. And I do whenever I do my private chef events, depending on how, depending on like how many, um, not servings, Lord Jesus. 
um, people. Not so many people. What is it when I do courses? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even we figure figured out. it out. I'm just like like you know, like like two apps. The yeah, entree. Yeah. What is that called? Yeah. How, how many courses I'm doing? Like usually four or more. I offer a complimentary charcuterie board. Yeah. Because it's like as I'm getting set up, it's that'll a be the first thing I do. To... It's a way for you to kind of go in your room yeah. or go to the living room to entertain. Yep. And you kind of pick it. That's not something that you're like, oh, you know. Yeah. yeah you exactly. walk by. You grab a cheese. Right. And you can by, prep you it ahead a... of time, so exactly. you just walk in, put it down, and then go start doing your work. Right. 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 So um, that has been, oh, that's, that's wonderful. So after this podcast clock. where we're in Warwick, take a trip to Trader Joe's and just don't even buy anything just now. Just explore a little yes. bit. Yeah. It's a little overwhelming because the thing about Trader Joe's is, is that it's not like a normal supermarket. They okay. only have Trader Joe's brand stuff there. So like if you go, say like there's a very specific like, I mean, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head is like boxed macaroni and cheese, mm-hmm. right? You love craft macaroni mm-hmm. and cheese. They don't have that there. Gotcha. They will only have Trader Joe's macaroni and cheese. Gotcha. But and, they ha- they'll, and they'll have some other stuff, but yeah. it's like hit or miss. It's yeah, one of yeah, those things yeah. where like if you love a thing they have, like they may not have it again for like six months. When they, when it I was up. addicted <laughs> to one of their salad dressings for the longest time. It was the best salad dressing I've ever had in my life. And then I started going back to get it. And I was like, hey, where's this? And they're like, oh, it's we don't make it anymore. I was like, no. And they haven't made it since. So it's one of those things. So you can't get super addicted to anything there because the chances are it's going to go away. You see, that would. But their cheese selection is unbelievable. We're going to Trader Joe's. You have to go to Trader Joe's. <laughs> they have great crackers, cheese. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, no. Trader Joe's. You're welcome for the shout out. <laughs> Sponsored by Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but anyway, so you. I love that, that you, you know, your sort of background of getting into cooking was all about like being creative and yes. like having to figure stuff out. Yeah, yeah, all of it was figuring stuff out because I didn't have a mentor. No one yep. was like, this is the way you're supposed to do it. What ended up happening is I was that person who would get on social media and just follow people and then mm. ask them questions. Mm-hmm. Like, how did yep. you make this? How do I make my buttercream like this? And some people were nice and would be like, hey, you, this is the way you do it. And then other was just like, you know, let me just keep on finding videos. Yeah. And then over time, I was like, I started to develop or, or I, almost like when I talked about music, it just happened. It just happened. There was like when I was working with Italian but, Italian meringue buttercream, I was like, doesn't that come up the way that I want to? And then one day, the temperature in my house was the right temperature because that's yep. another finicky, mm-hmm. finicky, finicky one. And when it all came together, I was like, oh, this is the way this it's supposed it. to. It was this so much. And it, it just became exciting. Like once you figured out each mm-hmm. thing, and I was like, no one, like I said, no one taught me. I didn't buy textbooks. Yep. All of it was all online, me just doing my own research and then just being that scientist in the kitchen or, yeah. or wherever I was and just figuring out, figuring it out. everything that I was doing. Yeah. And then from there, from 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 the baking starting off there, then people started to know my know my name. Yep. And even now there are always restaurants looking for people. Mm. So people used to tag me and post like, oh Roscoe also cooks. You should bring him in. That brought me to Vibe Lounge. Yes. Vibe Lounge, they needed an executive chef. That's how I got started mm-hmm. into the um into the I guess the culinary scene of Rhode Island yes and that was like my first go around I was like um I'm not formally trained I've never been an executive (laughs) chef I've never worked a line I've never done any of that which is totally it's like it's kind of I would assume it would have been like a crazy experience for you to do that the first time like it's Mm -hmm. hot because we talk we've been talking to a few different chefs over the last few weeks and it's like there's no other experience like working in a restaurant kitchen during like peak hour it's hot it's toxic it's hectic people are yelling people are crying people are happy people are mad it's like there's so many emotions now like the funny things you see how the vibe in this room is like we're all really chill yeah and everything else when you get on the line he becomes the devil <laughs> you're the devil oh, yeah. yeah i'm devil number two yeah whatever it's it crazy. is and it turns into and and, and 
after you've done it a couple times, you realize it's not on purpose. It's no. not because not after the after the after the the, the moment is over, everything's after, forgotten. It's like we're right, right to the same. Yeah. Like, hey, what's good, bro? Yep. Like, come on, let's clean the kitchen. Isn't and it crazy? And, and it's, it's just so it's just this, it's just the stress of working the line, especially when you don't have good camaraderie. Yeah, with with people because you really are a team. If you're working on salads and I'm on and I'm on saute and and you're on um, the grill I'm the food runner I'm not cooking anything <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna mess everything up if you if you give me a f- but even the food runner because <laughs> yeah. when the, do people cuss on these things I'm just gonna make sure yeah, sure go yeah. on okay so if you're the food runner and you screw up yep. or you bring the food to the wrong table and now you're coming back to the kitchen like I need another salmon uh, yeah no oh my it's god like, plates wait. are flying yeah. people are upset oh, yeah. it's crazy but like you what, what is great about that is like I, I tell people now because when I get into hot kitchens or people are in people's homes and their heat is on like a a thousand yeah like are you hot i'm like i'm hot but i'm so used to working in small like sometimes the kitchens i work with are small like this but you still got to produce yep and there's like no air circulation there's no windows there's there's like maybe a door that's like i always remember the door would always be cracked open with like a milk carton that's like your only listen when they'll be like people like yo ross can you run to the to the to the walk-in i'm like hell yeah i'm going to the walk-in i'll be back in half an hour where's roscoe and you're just like in the right, freezer. and then they come. And I'm still searching, like <laughs> yeah. I can't find the strawberries. The strawberries that are right there, like, oh, see, I, I have glasses. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I sorry, I can't. They're fogged up. I, you know, I can't see. I right. just can't see it. Yeah, I used to just go and like go in the walk-in, and then there's always the unit that's actually blowing the cold air, and then yes. just go stick my face in front of the <laughs> unit. Yes. So definitely working the lines was was a lot. Vibe wasn't that bad because it was me and my father. God rest his soul. Mm. Um and. He was, we used to just knock out whatever I needed to get done. Mm. Then I worked at Bell's Cafe in Newport and um, Alan Ferreira, amazing, amazing person. He gave me my first shot at work and I told him, I was like, I don't know how to work the line, but I know how to cook. Yep. And I, you had to learn. We learned real quick. So fast. How to, and because it was a cook to order. Um, oh, so it wasn't, wow. And it was it was a brunch spot too. So it okay. was pancakes, you know, it's a lot. breakfast stuff and some lunch things, but more it was more breakfasty. Mm-hmm. Um and breakfast is funny because like I feel like everyone can make an egg like for yourself. But the second you have to do it for a lot of people, you have mm-hmm. to make more than one serving of eggs. Yes. It gets so hard. Yes. Because if it's on the oven for a little bit too long or if, if you're if you whisk yeah. it a little too much, like it's ruined. Or I mean the difference between like a you know, whatever, a sunny side up and an over easy is yeah. like thirty seconds too long on that grill and right. oh, flicking that egg yeah. and trying right. to do and, another one. And working under an executive chef is totally different because you need to stay you have to um you gotta do it in a way that they want it. Yeah. yeah. So whenever I've gone into kitchens, I always act like I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. Tell me what. Tell me how yep. this establishment op- operates because yeah. I'm just not going to go and like. Everyone's I know how different. to cook. Yep. <laughs> I know how to operate. I know how to work a line, but every kitchen works and operates differently. <clears throat> totally. And so when it came down to eggs, he didn't like eggs on the flat top. Oh. So nope. He wanted them. There was a six or eight range yep. um, stove, and we had to cook, cook them in skillets. Oh. And whoever worked the middle of the line, who worked the range, controlled the line. So oh. the tickets, hey, I need you to drop this one. We need yep. this drop. We hey, this salad needs to be hey, this is what goes on. That was where I learned how to like really adjust and go yeah. with the flow. Or sometimes I wasn't even paying attention to anything else. Like I would legit just see the line. I didn't see the people. Yep. I didn't see because the, the line would be wrapped around. But you're not even thinking about that. You're not you're thinking about it. You're just making out. the yep. tickets. Yep. 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 And so I learned very quickly, like 
when someone wanted an over easy egg, but I still had over hard eggs and I had an omelet here and I had this going. I had the, all the burners are all, going. All the poached eggs. Poached eggs going right here. <laughs> oh and I'm making, I'm doing all these different things. And then you just learned how like, like I said, you just get that moment where like, oh, wait, the flick of the wrist is yep. everything. But before I could not flip. Nope. None yep. of that. So I'm like, can I get some tongs? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> can I just get a tongs? Yeah. But you learn quickly how yep. to just get it, how to just get it. And, and that's practice because then, then you'll have the moment like, Oh, oh I, look I, at me I, now. I got it. And the crazy part is I do, I, I saute and I flick better with my left and that's not my dominant hand. Really? My oh, dominant hand is the oh, worst. Like weird. The, it's, it's, it's weird. I I'd rather do, I have no clue, but it's that's better crazy. with my left hand well, than it is my well, right. Well, and it's funny too. Like if, if somebody doesn't cook and you watch people, uh, a cook, uh, you, like actually working multiple pans at once and they're flicking everything mm-hmm. and everybody like thinks it's like for a show, like you're like, Oh, like, look, you, th- that's a cool thing that they do, but it's really just out of practicality because yeah. if you have to use tongs to stir something, you need both hands doing one thing. Right. Oh. Whereas if you can flick, you can be, you can have multiple things going on different pans and maintain those two pans. Of right. One hand each. And actually it's actually, it spreads <laughs> the flavors yeah. and the season a lot better than using tongs. If wow. I have, if I'm some ty- if I'm sauteing vegetables, you get everything down to the end of the pot and then you flip down, mm. flip down, flip down, flip. So it's okay. just a better, it's just a better process. This is like blowing my mind because <laughs> like I, I'm, like we, my when we make once in a while, if we make like something like a pancake or like grilled cheese at my house, mm-hmm. we'll like wait till it's fully cooked and then we'll try to flip it, just like to have fun, just like yeah. it's just not doing anything; it's already cooked. But I'm like, oh my god, you're flipping eggs while they're still cooking. That all automatically, I'm like, that would be such a mess. Oh, in it wasn't. It would be terrible. It would be so bad. So like when I first started working, and I and even still to this day, if they brought me back to Buzz, I would not want to work because it was just. It was hectic. Just, it's too hectic. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a totally different mindset, I think. Like, I have to get into the zone. I have to get into a rhythm. If yep. I can't get, if I can't find that rhythm, let me do the salads or station. Yep. Let me do something else, not the middle, because I have to tell everybody. What? And communication was key. Yeah. That, okay, another story. Skyline. So yep. I worked at Skyline. Oh, I was cool. pastry chef at Skyline, and I was yep. a line cook there. And there's a lot of Latin cooks yep. who spoke barely any English. Yeah. And the ones that did speak English, they're like, yeah, I'll be like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, we have this loud kitchen. Everyone's coming in, and I need you to yep. yeah. speak Say, up. Say, be loud. Yeah. I need to hear your voice. Right. And so I'm just like, I, Isaiah, I can't hear you. Yep. Hey, uh, Domingo. Uh, Talk louder. Just speak loud so I can yep. hear what is going on so we can make sure that these tickets are all going out at the same time. There's no and room not, for shy chefs in this kitchen. None. <laughs> and so like, I learned quickly, like I said, when we had the moments of you're getting cussed out or people are angry or whatever, you just know it's, it's only because it's service. Yep. Like once service is over, we got five hours, we can get through service. You're all going to slap hands and be like, this was we great. We wouldn't even think about we it. We'd like, we're waiting time. for the next, the next day. But then I also had time where service was busy, but because we had a well-oiled machine, we yep. prepped the mess out of the whole thing. So it went so smooth. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. you're prepped well, service is usually fine for the most part. Service is usually really, really, really well, at least mm-hmm. for the cook's end, because like I said, you're still working with the front of the house. If they're screwed up, it's going to mess up the kitchen yeah. too. Mm-hmm. It, 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 everything has to run together in Absolutely. order for it to run smoothly. Absolutely. And it's always funny. We were joking yesterday about how like when you're a server, because I've never worked in the kitchen. I've always been like front of the house person when I've worked in restaurants. It's like, hello, like welcome to our restaurant. How are you? And then you go into the kitchen. You're like, I need this now. Yes. Like yes. it's like the, the amount of difference between like being in the kitchen and coming out to the table and like you have to play cool they have no idea what's going on like oh yeah like i will be right out with your steak hold on one second and then run to the kitchen where's the food 
<laughs> yes. Like yes. it's just so, oh my God, that environment is so, so crazy. But so, okay. So you are in restaurants. How do you make the transition into becoming a personal private chef? So that started happening more so because of COVID. Oh. oh. So 2019, I had let my permits go. I was working out of um, the Mill Race Kitchen, which is very similar to Hope in Maine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so when COVID, I was like, I'm everything is shutting down because yeah. I had contracts through Easy Cater, which were corporate clients, but now no one's in the buildings. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> right, yeah. and I'm a small business. For the most part, I was a, a team of one Yeah. Um, unless I had to hire people for bigger events. But I was that person, like, I'll figure it, I'll get it done. I'll, I'll, I'll shop, I'll cook, I'll, I'll do deliver. I'll do it all myself. Yeah, yeah, I'll just do it myself, right? Yep. And so COVID hits and people are still wanting to do stuff. Yeah. Like, how how do I sub? I just marketed myself. I was like, well, I'm, I can bring the restaurant to you. That's amazing. Mm. That's so, so smart. And so, like, you know, Valentine's Day, um, couples wanted to get away, the different mm-hmm. things. And so I began, like I said, I just would post pictures. It was always social media. Social media is huge. What happens if we didn't have social media? I was like, how will we still be getting these things? You would yeah. have no idea. Right. I mean, obviously, COVID was like the worst thing that could that was t- so terrible. But the, all the things that happened because of COVID, all the ways people pivoted, yeah. all the ways people figured out new ways to run their businesses. Yes. In in a, I think for most people, like even they they're still carrying on what they had to do during COVID. They're still carrying Absolutely. it on mm-hmm. and using social media, posting about what you're serving, what your hours are, what you're offering. Like yep. you're getting to people now. They know what's happening. You're in their mind. Right. And, so smart. And then it's word of mouth. Word of mouth was huge for me because I wasn't the biggest like. I didn't have a social media marketing strategy. Yeah. I was just posting, put some hashtags on it, and yeah. we'll see what happens. See what happens. Um, but it was word of mouth because I started getting clients that I was like, how did you find out about me? Like, someone tagged your name in a post. Or so I know uh, so-and-so who said X, X, Y, and Z. I know somebody who did. So I started finding, or people started finding me. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I have reviews on my pages. So yep. people like, well, let me go see if this guy can really cook. <gasps> and then from seeing my posts, they're like, oh, he seems cool. Or yep. my TikToks or different yep. things. It's like, mm-hmm. let's bring him, let's, 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 let's bring him in. And then I, I love to talk to people. I love to talk and cook. Yeah. That doesn't bother me. Like, are you afraid to cook and people are watching you? I'm like, if you want to come over, I can like, come show you. Like, come join the party. Right. I was like, yeah. I'll show you how I'm, how I'm doing this. That's, yeah. I'm not losing nothing because I showed you how to make calamari. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and exactly. you have such a warm, like, I, t- from what I can just tell from us sitting, you have such a warm, like, welcoming personality. Oh, thank you. That I feel like people, like, I, like I said, I am not a cook and I, I, it's not changing anytime soon. But if I had you in my house, I would, like, just want to be near you looking to see what you're doing mm-hmm. because you have that sort of, like, pull, like, that energetic warm bubbly like pull like i want to know what you're doing because you're so fun like i want to see what's happening i won't retain any of this information (laughs) and i won't be repeating it but i want to be around you so i i can see how people would just love to be around you and and hear your hear your story and and hear about the food you're cooking and i love that and like the good thing was was when i got the experience of was one thing to know how to cook but i will tell anyone who wants to get into it you need to go to a restaurant Go mm. to the restaurant. Yep. Work a line for six months. Yeah. The minimum six months. So you understand what it is to um what it is to cook from scratch. Yeah. Actually, I'm mm-hmm. not talking about like no shade to Applebee's or with microwave stuff, but yeah. when you work in a little bit more upscale things, you mm-hmm. have to know how to cook. Yeah, you have to know <laughs> how to use know, a frying pan. You or gotta a know a saute, saute pan. pan. And really working with those things, learning how to work, you know, the flat and just working together in order to get a ticket out. Yeah. Like, it used to be crazy. I think every cook or chef always has dreams about the receipt machine. 
the noise. Yeah. Still coming out. Yes. Yes. There were times I'd be done with work, but I could still hear the machine. You would like wake you up in the middle of the night. Same thing. I'd be like, I'd be like, fuck, I gotta do it. I gotta get this. I gotta get this done. And so like in the in that in in that sense, it has really shown me like I always have these things where I'm very yeah. time oriented. Like even when I get to people's houses, I'm like, I gotta get this done, this done, this done. Cause some people are like, how did you know how to get everything done? In my head, it's calculated, like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna do this last. And I'm gonna yeah. start, I'm gonna oh, they want, they want, they want a mushroom risotto. Okay, that's gonna be the first thing. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna start working on after I set up the table and get the yeah. charcuterie board out. Just like, let's get this risotto going, because everything else is gonna take me no time. Oh I gotta God, babysit I risotto. risotto. I love um, risotto yeah. so much. Yeah, and the 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 value of working uh on like a real line in a real kitchen. Mm -hmm or in a professional kitchen, however you want to put it, uh, is one is knowing, learning all that timing, like yes. how mm -hmm. important that timing is and how like you get to see, cause you make that same dish, even if it's not something you decide to make later, you're mm -hmm. going to make something similar. Yep. So you're making a cook a flank steak at medium rare or something. Yep. You learn how long that takes every single time. Every so you time. get an average for it. Yep. And then also the value of prep yes. and how important that can be. And then also what can be prepped and what cannot be prepped. Mm -hmm. Because the last thing you want to do is be like, oh, yeah, I can do this. And you bring it and then you uncover it and it's all brown or right. something. And you're yeah. like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> like, I probably shouldn't have cut those avocados. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. to do that last. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. get that experience on somebody else's dime. Right. Um, <laughs> right. So I, I'm so happy that we're talking. And one thing, too, that obviously I know through doing my research is that you were on a like a uh uh Drew Barrymore show. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It was cool. So everyone's like, what did you do to get on the show? I was like, I didn't do anything. They they just called you. So prior pre-COVID, yep. um, a friend of mine, her name is Zenobia, she's amazing. She's been on like Good Morning America oh, and all cool. these. She goes, Roscoe, you need to be on a show. Yeah. She goes, I know tons of people. You she have a great personality. <laughs> like you belong on a show. So for she's real. Just like she's like, I know, I know P people. So yeah. she tagged me on Facebook, social media again. Um, because these um um casting producers, they're always looking for people. That's number one. People think that it's hard to get on shows. It's not. They're always looking for somebody. Like uh. because that's their money. Yep. You. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a skill set, they they want to find that to and everyone has along. a different story. Right. So so the chances of finding the same person out of it, you're always going to have someone different. Always. Which always, is really cool. Always. So she reached out to me. I was like, "Hey, I, she's like we, they were looking for some people in, in the tri-state area. Mm. Rhode Island is not a part of the tri-state." So I'm just like, "I'm in Rhode Island." She's like, "Well, if you want to drive three and a half miles, I mean, hours to yep. New York, we will we will bring you in." It fell through. Um, okay. 2019, it fell through. And I was like, "She's like, "Well, we have your information, so, you know, if something else comes up, we'll give you a we'll give you a call." I'm not thinking nothing about it. Yep. Here comes September last year. And yep. they reach out. They was like, are you still interested in possibly wanting to be a part of a show? I said, what show? Like the Drew Barrymore show. I said, well, hell yeah. I was like, yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. I was like so they told me the information and it was a really quick process. I sent them everything else that they needed to have. And yep. probably within like, I want to say about less than a month, I was wow. driving up to New York to go to the, I think it's the CBS studios. Yeah. The CBS studios so cool. in Lower yeah, Manhattan. Really cool. And what was your experience like? Can you talk about it? Is your, yeah, are you allowed no, to? Yeah, we can okay, definitely I, talk. I'm not um, sure. Talk, talk about it. Um, He's not, not allowed to talk shit about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so they, it is so when, once they got all the paperwork and all that stuff done, they kind of explained what the show was about. And mm -hmm. it was a, oh, I'm back up even more. I didn't know it was a competition. Oh. Oh, okay. Right. So that, that, I found out that on set oh man so, and that adds a whole nother layer of stress right 
So I'm saying to myself, I was like, all right, great. So she, they were like, it's, it's Ragu. They're sponsoring a segment on the Drew Bar- Bar- Barrymore show because they are doing new branding yep. for their sauce. It's like, what can you make with less than 10 or 10 ingredients or less using ragu? And it's like, it can't be pasta. It can't be like the traditional things yep. that you would think. So in my head, I'm like, damn, what am I going to do? I automatically thought about my father. So Aww. one thing that I really loved was his short ribs. Yep. And we grew up with grits. So mm-hmm. when he said, oh, I'm not forgetting, he's like, we're making short ribs tonight. I'm like, I'm thinking of regular ribs when I was a kid, like regular ribs, but they're short. Yeah. Not actually, yeah. like, it's totally different. I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah. any of this is. I'm like... I mean, I know I've okay, seen. Okay, I'm bringing short, you some short ribs. Well, then. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> That's part of the reason. Okay, well, we'll be you some vegan short yeah, ribs. Yeah, I don't <laughs> before, but you're like, oh, they're just short ribs. I'm like, oh, they are. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. But that's how I felt. Just yeah. like what you're saying. Like, oh yeah, they're just like the regular ribs, but they cut them in half and they're short. No, it's not like that. It's not that. Like okay, that what is it? All. So I wish I could say this correctly, but it's the part of the cow. Um, I'm, I'm going to say it all wrong. I'll put, I'll put it to you like this: If you were yep. someone who ate. Me. It is one of the most tender when it's cooked right and it's seared right. Yep. It falls off the bone. It falls right off the bone. And mind you, the bone is, it is the back. Okay, I've had short rib before, before I was a vegetarian, but I just assumed that it was like a short rib. That's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's not because like when you see, when when you go to the the butcher, it's an actual whole thing of meat. Wow. They just cut it into chunks. Okay. Um, So... Understood. That's Understood. That's chef. why I love going to the to the butcher. Like that's something I want to actually grow in. There's always room to grow because I don't know if I could be honest. I don't know every part of the animal, and yeah. this is how this is cut. I've never cut up a hole. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like that would be. Can, how would you even get to do that? You'd have to like go to a butcher and be like, "Can I apprentice uh-huh. with you for a week?" Absolutely. That would be the only way, right? There's like, uh, and I don't even know where you would find them anymore. But there were a few places. It was like kind of a trend. Where the farm to table places you could do not in Rhode Island, I think this was in the South, but they would do a class where they would actually bring you in and you'd get like a half of a a pig or a half of a cow, and like the person would actually train you through like cutting everything where where what all the pieces are yeah. and like pulling everything apart and like learning to actually butcher that piece and mm-hmm. then take you up front and show you how to cook it and like do that whole thing i was like that always sounded like really I would, cool to like me. in like the kitchens you you have pictures of the animals and they will tell you like this part is here this is yeah. here, this is yeah. but i don't think i ever fizzy because we're kind of spoiled if i want to if i want ribeye you just, I just order. It. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, i don't yeah. gotta worry about butchering but that's something that like something down the line like i would do. love to actually sit down and that's not necessarily slaughter but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, there's a there, there's a, a guy in Texas. Uh, he owns a restaurant called Daidue, I believe it's called, and he does a program where because mm-hmm. he focuses on hog, mm-hmm. and he has a program where he'll take you out to hunt it, then wow. butcher it, and then show no. you how to cook it. You know, that sounds thing. terrible. You know, if we're gonna be friends, I'm gonna need you to come join, come to the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I will watch. I will watch you cook, eat. I will watch everyone else eat it, and I'll just eat my little. My little <clears throat> well, it does always flower. crack me. So, like, I understand uh, from like a vegetarian or a vegan mm-hmm. perspective, uh, but when you do, it does. I always found it odd when you're if you are a meat eater and then you do like say uh, a a pig roast. Yeah, and I've seen people show up to a pig roast and like the fact that the whole pig is there or half a pig is there like weirds them out. I'm like, mm-hmm. where'd you think your meat was coming right. from? Right. Like, it's the whole idea of like the meet your meat kind of thing yep. that people, Ew. it like weirds people out. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. I feel that like you too. should know what that is, or else if you're not willing to confront it, then you probably shouldn't eat it. 
<laughs> right, and that's kind of how just, I feel. Just being spoiled, like you didn't have to kill it. You, you didn't have to see. To. You didn't yeah. have to see yeah. all that. Yeah. You know, because when I saw the first a whole pig cooked, I was just like, oh. And then I was like, then I tried it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like okay. I need to learn. There more. we go. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we went on a major tangent. So you decided tangent. that you were gonna do. You were gonna use the ragu sauce with short rib. Yes. Because you were thinking of your dad. Correct. So I started there, and I want. It also had to be something that was easy for it anyone in at, at home to follow okay so i was like okay i'm gonna do a short rib because maybe people are not familiar with a short a short rib or how to cook it yep. well because it does seems take like it'd time. be intimidating it it definitely does because it's, it's not something that it's, it's not like a burger it's yeah. not a, it's not you a steak pop it in quick correct so mm-hmm. it's like you know i went through that whole process of you know the getting the ingredients i wanted to use searing it and then i was like you know what let's put it in the crock the crock pot yeah because I, most people have a crock everyone pot. has a crock pot um and then just like set it and forget it. By the time you take it out with the ragu sauce and everything else. It's so good. It's delicious. And so I topped the, um, I used the short ribs. I put it on top of an instant grit and I added some smoked gouda and you take some oh, of the man. sauce that's from the crock pot, ladle it on top of that. Yep. Simple meal. Because instant grits take like that five sounds, minutes to I cook. mean, mm-hmm. besides the meat part, everything else sounds really good. Smoked gouda on grits, that sounds amazing. And it just it just worked. So that's, that's And what, what was like there. so did someone judge? Like did Drew Barrymore judge? Drew Barrymore and her private chef. Oh my God. Was uh, that so weird? Was so like intimidating and it weird? It was because when we got there also because of COVID guidelines, her studio is massive. Yeah. And she has a huge staff. Everyone was all on deck that day because they had I think they had to film three or four shows oh, wow. that day. So oh, uh, right. So everyone's there. So we couldn't physically go into the kitchens and cook. So I had to give my stuff to her chef and she finished my dish. Oh, wow. So that was the other thing. So I had to tell her they had to take my recipe and do the rest. Of wow. everything else. Standing in the other room, like yelling it in. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> the good thing is, but the good thing is, I had our the short ribs are all were already done. Yep. She just had to do. So you did the hard the part. Right. She just had to like finish mm-hmm. it off. Yep. And oh, she, she had to like physically plate it. You plate it and uh, do all that because okay. they wouldn't let us. Yeah. On onto because they were right. There were that. too many people, and when you saw wow. it, like we were off to, um, we were probably like somewhere like this, and then up behind the wall is this beautiful set. And wow. there's like four of them. So there's like one okay. section of the set of where we were sitting. Mm-hmm. Then there's her main set. Then there's this, the um, kitchen area that's right there. And then there's another kitchen behind oh, wow. that. wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And so you have your makeup team that's off to the side like, <laughs> like this. And they're like, oh, wait a minute, you're shining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's touch you up right yeah. quick. Um, and then you just have, you know, everyone else where like, then you got in the audience or in front of the audience, all her sound people, mm-hmm. the teleprompters and everything else. It's just a major, it's a major production. Was it, do you, do you get like celebrity shot? What's the word? Like starstruck at all? I don't. Okay. That's good. That, for, for, for me, because I'm just like, are you giving me money? Are you helping <laughs> yeah, me? Yeah. Are you like, to me, you're just another, yeah, a person. just another person. Yep. To, um, Which is a good way to think about it. Um, yeah. And, and it was just so fast. Like you don't even get a chance to talk to her. Like it's, wow. Because she's doing her thing and, and even when we did, I was like, hey, Drew. And she was not look over at all. And rightfully so, because she's, she's she has to stay yes. on it. She has to keep in the zone. Yes, she has to keep she has to keep moving. So it's not that she's not because she came to see us in the green room and she was super sweet. Yeah. Super sweet. But on set, no. You're she not. she couldn't be. She had nope. to be like in the zone. No, nope. like she they gave her like five minutes to take pictures. I'm like, okay, wow. she's like, come on, let's take pictures. Let's go. And then she's like, okay, I gotta go to my next thing. That's crazy. And so it's very it moves very fast. So when we got on set. They had our names of on these on these boards, and I'm like, oh, by the way, um, whoever wins gets X Y, and we're like, oh my god, whoever wins, wait, and this I, is a competition, right? Oh so, my god. Either, wins wins what? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. What are we doing here? Right, that's like, you know, first place. What did I just walk in? The nice thing was because it was sponsored by Ragu, was first place was $1,000, but if you didn't win, you won $500. Oh, wow. So everybody still walked away with something. And there was four people. There was two other people. Two other people. Okay, that was, that's, congratulations. That's pretty cool. You got to win that. Yeah, so I was happy about that. They almost didn't cast me. They was like, well, you're a professional chef. And I'm just like, I don't take on the thing of professional chef because I would never want to discredit people who went to school yeah. who got those degrees yeah. and then who went to like ACF to get certified mm-hmm. to be I'm not going to do that yep. now yep. I will tell you if you want me to bring me to your kitchen I can do X Y and Z yeah. but I don't try to crown myself with that um, yeah. title of yep. chef or yep. executive chef yada 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 even my name I was like why did you put everyone chef I was like I had to do something that's going to grab people's attention yeah I like I, I think like, that's really nice too because it's like when I see your name everyone chef like the name of your business or or mm-hmm. your um I don't know if that's what you'd say like the name of your yeah, business yeah, that's yeah, right yeah, right yeah. um I was gonna say the name of your brand that probably brand, is right too. yeah mm-hmm. um it makes me feel like I would feel very welcome to have you like cook in my home like you wouldn't be like the word everyone chef I'm like oh so he's not gonna judge the fact that like all of my kitchens I, I mean all of my like utensils and my pots and pans are from Ikea Never. they were like the cheapest ones Never. I don't know if they're like you know what is it like Teflon or something? I don't know. What, like, what is it? How? Do, what are they made out of? Like, uh, depends on the pen. But yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> ceramic I don't, coated, ceramic Teflon. or yeah, yeah, Teflon. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I have no idea what they are. I'm mm-hmm. just like, these are. I cook my grilled cheese in this pan. Mm-hmm. I hope you can use it. And I like, have three pans. And like that makes me think of like my childhood. I remember my dad like cooking meals with no. We didn't have knives. Yeah. The, the knife we definitely had was a butter knife. Yeah. And yeah, maybe yeah. a steak knife mm-hmm. and then maybe a kitchen knife was somewhere. And they might have, they probably weren't sharp. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> watching this, like we didn't have family dollars. We got yep. pot sets. Yep. That's burning food in no time if you don't know how to adjust the heat and pay attention to the way you're cooking. Because you can cook mm-hmm. anything in anything. Yep. You don't need a, a professional Pan, pan set yep. in order to make food. it just is it's a lot better it makes yep. cooking easier when you do have like you know if you're doing sauces with having the weighted bottoms and the, and mm-hmm. those different things but it's just like if you know how how to cook and pay attention and use your senses and yep. nose and mm-hmm. pay attention to what you okay I, this is too high yeah I, this is this pay attention yeah and, and, and you can still cook um so like those are different things that i learned so going into kitchens because i've been in so many and i grew up poor yeah. um it i'm never offended because you don't have Whatever. The, the yeah. best of the best. Yeah, which is and the 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 funny part is, and I've said this before, it's like so my dad is an actual like chef. Like he went to school to be a chef. Mm-hmm. And he's he focuses on Italian cooking and he's so talented and all this stuff. And I'm like, I could have I don't I don't even he like says something and I'm like, I told him the other day I made um I tried to make like a homemade sauce the other mm-hmm. day and I told him what I did and he was like what did you do? Why did you do that? Because like, I like, um, I, I, I had a pot and I put like stewed tomatoes, an onion and garlic. And he's like, you didn't cook the onion or the garlic first. And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, yeah, that's probably like not the best thing to do. And I was like, oh, okay. Like next time I know, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's just funny because I like, I grew up around someone who know who cooks, who had like, I remember we'd in our, in our house, we'd always have like in, if you go to a, a, like a professional kitchen, a lot of, not all of them, but some of them, like their cutting boards are col- color coded, mm-hmm. yep. right? Like the red one is for meat. meat. The white one is for fish. The green one is for produce. Mm-hmm. We'd have those in our house. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like I was around all that stuff yeah. all the time. But somehow it just never translated. It mm. just, I, I totally missed the boat. <laughs> Completely missed the boat. I can cook Brussels sprouts. 
really good at cooking Brussels sprouts. I made those Brussels sprouts last night with, there's this ingredient that I'm obsessed with. If you haven't used it, you should use it. It's called Mike's Hot Honey. Have you ever used it before? Oh my God. So it's honey infused with chili flakes. Okay. So it has like that like spicy sweet Mm -hmm. and it's good on everything. So like I made Brussels sprouts with Mike's Hot Honey and it was so good. So I can do that. I can make a pretty good grilled cheese and I can make a pretty good egg. Those are like my three things. There you go. (laughs) So just like your mom, like for my husband, it's not the... I just I just look good because there's on. no good yes. food coming out of my <laughs> yeah. kitchen. He's, he's better than he can bake, which is crazy. But um, yeah, so cooking is hard, and I feel like having someone like you saying like everyone chef, it feels like welcoming, like uh, to awesome. be in there yeah. to be part. You know what I mean? Like I I could be a part of it and ask stupid questions, and I wouldn't feel dumb. And you wouldn't feel dumb yeah. at all because people, some people just don't know. Like, I just don't if, know. If you don't know, how would yeah. they, why would that be a stupid question? Yeah, and it's not, and it's not, and I appreciate people who have such beautiful skill and talent in the kitchen because it's like something that I just don't have. But mm-hmm. it's similar for like the music thing. Like my heart's just not in it, right? Gotcha. Like there are people who like love to experiment with flavors and textures and colors and different funky produce and things from different cultures and i love to experience it i love to eat it Mm -hmm. but if i ever had to put anything together i would no way i would just i would just be like no i'm sorry i cannot do this i'm gonna leave it to the professionals i'm gonna leave it to chef roscoe or anyone who feels confident enough to do it because it's not me i can't do it i can't do it um so the Drew Barrymore show happened. Mm-hmm. What was like the aftermath? Like, was there a lot of, did you get a lot of attention? Was it, you kind of came home and it was normal? I can't, I mean, when I posted on social media, my social media went crazy. Yay! Um, so that was, that That's was cool. awesome. But that the really effects awesome. of other people or even t- 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 today yep. was months later. Um, so really? uh, it, I started getting more hit, hit up actually yep. the probably mid January. Yep. Uh, mid-January, end of January, and in February, it's like, oh, yeah, this guy was on this show, or wow. he was this, and then uh, I'm cool with um, the road show, um, Will, yeah, and they're Ma- great. Will and Michaela, yep. and they're like, yeah, let's get you back on the show again, oh, you good. know, so they brought me back in um, again, but this was, like I said, maybe a couple months afterwards, After. but I think it would been was a lot easier, because the same week I was on the Drew Barrymore show, and I, you know, my story, my dad, my dad passed away two days later, oh, I'm so, so sorry. that was a lot, and I think that yeah. for myself, um, just, uh, just, it was just a lot. I probably wouldn't have been even able to. Yeah. yeah do, Dealing with that attention and that at the same time was, was just, yeah. it was so just too much. So it was probably good that you got to come home and kind of like take a beat. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm Absolutely. so sorry for your loss. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, do you, I have to ask, I, I want to ask, like when we've had brewers, brew, oh my God, this brewers. word, brewers on, I ask brewers. this and brewers. I, and I try to ask brewers. anyone we have that's a chef or, or cook or focus on food. What is your favorite thing to eat? My favorite thing, okay. Either that you make or that you eat from somewhere else or both. I am a junk food. You love junk food? I do. What kind though? What don't I? Okay, Chinese food <laughs> would probably be the number one. Chinese food's the best. Chinese food, so. What do you order? What's your Franklin, order? Oh, Franklin Mass? Yep. I used to live there. So, Are we twins? <laughs> I'm telling you. This is crazy. <laughs> this is divine. I know. Like, oh my shopping, God. Right? So, um, the two places I like was Wasing. Yep. Um, and Mandarin Milford, which of course is in Milford. Yep. Um, those are two the two spots. So shrimp egg foo foo young and a poo platter with some shrimp fried rice. I love egg foo. I am happy. Okay, mm, so that's I'm your go to. So that's probably my number one go to. Okay. Um, and then outside of that, I, I'm a burger person. I can eat burgers. You love burgers every, every day. So I don't know if you ever heard of Beef Barn. 
Smithfield could be fun. Yes. You've, yes. you've talked about yeah. Beef Barn I'm from before. North Smithfield. Okay. So, so you know, yes, Beef Barn is iconic. Yes, I've never is. been to Beef Barn for probably obvious reasons. Um, because they were on, uh, I know that there's vegetarian options there. They were on like diners, drive-ins, like and dives at one point, or one really? of those shows. That's and, cool. Because their prices hadn't changed things. for like a million years. Yeah. Really? They just upped their prices they because of the and, food. And, yeah. and they just stuff. moved too. They're yes. in a different location. Yeah, they're in Bellingham now. Wow. Well, they have one in Bellingham, and then the one in North Smithfield uh, actually uh, closed, and they bought their own building because they've never mm. owned that building. I they owned that they, they, they never owned only... the property. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, and then they they moved to still in North Smithfield, but kind of just off of one forty six, uh, probably a few miles away. And okay. They, uh, now they are on property that I believe that they own. Okay. Or at least mm. have the rights to, or lease directly, it. or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, so they have a new location, and then they increase their prices a little bit and stuff too. But, awesome. Uh, their food is. Awesome, and it's cheap. It's like cheap, it's really yeah. good, and it's cheap. It's like yeah, short, yeah, yeah. short order, yeah. Food. It's, it's like, is it like a diner-ish type? Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. It's like roast beef and cheese sandwiches, steak okay. and cheese sandwiches, like grilled cheese. I grilled love cheese. grilled cheese. Yes. <laughs> I love, and not everyone. I mean, you'd think that everyone could like really deliver a great grilled cheese, but not always. Nope. There's a lot of different things. I mean, mine is very basic, but I bet yours is very good. Listen, there's something about when you get a good quality bread and getting it nice oh, and buttery yeah. and toasted. Oh, and my then God. It's all about the pull. Yes, mm. yes. <laughs> and it's all about, well, I, I don't know if this is all about, and I don't, I hardly do this at my house, but using different cheeses. Absolutely. Because it helps with like, you know, the texture and there's all the different flavors. flavors. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Now, when you have friends over mm-hmm. and you're cooking, yes. what do you cook? What My do you friends serve? always ask me for fried chicken. Really? That's the num- wings. Do you like cooking wings? <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, I, I don't mind it. I, I certain things already. So when I think of fried food or soul food per se, like I yep. grew up on that as, yes. as, as 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 a kid, so I can do that with like. My eyes closed. I don't, I don't measure. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I you just know. know. Yeah. Um. So that's something that I personally don't. I don't say now that I'm. I like to experiment more. Yeah. Um, okay. I just don't care for it. Because yep. to me, it's very, I hate to use the word basic, but for me, it's basic. But if it's you grow up with I the just, same yeah. thing, you want to do something different. Right. That so, makes a lot of so sense. So my friends, they always want me to do soul food. They yeah. always want me to bake mac and cheese and just do ribs and just do yep. collard greens and cornbread. And the, and I'm just like, I don't want to do. You want to do something different. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would consider mine is definitely my basis because of how I grew up was definitely the soul food. But soul I love food. American dishes. Yep. But I love Caribbean and I love Italian. Oh. So when I worked at Skyline, working under the chef that was there, God rest his soul, um, he showed me so much. I'll never forget the first time I worked because they're more up, upscale. Yeah. When the first time working that line, I was so scared. And it was the last day of water fire. Oh, and I've never seen water fire is really, <gasps> oh, yeah. Skyline's it's right crazy. on water yeah. fire. So. You were busy. Yes. Yeah. And I was on the saute and I was on the, and I was on grill. It was my wow. first day. And he looked at me and I remember I could not flip. I was just so, I was shaking. You I was nervous. so nervous. Yeah. I never worked with them. And this was my first time. I didn't, I didn't know no one's name on the line either. Yeah. They just. They were like, go ahead. Yes. Yep. Figure right it out. on the line. Yeah. And I'll never forget. He, he, I don't know how he did it. Like their, they, they think they had a 12 burner, burner range. Oh, wow. And he was just. And he, looked, yep, and he looked at me because I had two. I had yeah. the pot for the pasta <laughs> and I had my <laughs> brother Your right hand. there. Yep. yep. And he looked at me and he said, wait, stop. He goes, relax. And he took the time to stop what he was doing. Yep. And he goes, and he, he began. He was showing he you. Began, he's like, you just have to calm down. And, yep. and by the time that I was like, we got through service with no. Wow. I think we had very few um, mess ups. And you know what's crazy night. about something like that is because I think a lot of times people are so quick and so like, 
if you don't, if, if blah, 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 like I don't have time for this. The fact that he took a second to be like, we got this. Like, mm-hmm. let, we're going to relax. We're going to do it together. And now, like, throughout your career, you yes. can think you can look back at that and be like, oh, he stopped. Right. And, and he, showed me something. And he was old school. Mm. He was Dominican, but his his food was old school Italian. Everything was oh, so okay. he showed me how to do um like I remember the mini beef Wellingtons and oh, and man. how he did his mushrooms and like the sauce and yep. constructing it and putting it together. Yep. The, the the marinara because I didn't know about certain certain things that I watched him make like these massive pots mm. of marinara and I was like how is he pulling this off <laughs> and, I, I, and I'm saying that I'm quick to say if I don't know something I don't feel no type of way because I don't know yeah I'm like show me I don't know how to do that I don't yeah. know how this is made this is new to me I didn't grow up doing Italian food yeah and so the, the the chefs they'd be like no this is the way that we do it here this is how you this is the flavor profiles I didn't know how to flambe that's where I learned how to flambe oh so, so cool all that stuff I watched and I would just I would just I would just learned and what's so cool about something like that is because you weren't used to that cuisine and that style of cooking, you were able to take what you knew and how you grew up and being yep. creative and yeah. figuring things out and then putting some of those components into it. Right. And now you have your own style. Right. And the fact that I think it's really interesting because I think a lot of people in our sort of age range mm-hmm. learn a lot. I mean, Nick has talked about it a bunch of times. We learn a lot on online. Yes. YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yep. You Google. If you don't know how to do something, you Google it. You watch a video on it. Yes. And I feel like there's almost a, um, it's almost like a leg up on that. Mm-hmm. Because when you're in a school, you're learning from one teacher teaching you one style, yeah. right? And, I, and I'm and i not, this is in no disrespect to teachers teaching and anything like that. Mm-hmm. But when you're learning it from different places, right? Yeah. Like say you're watching YouTube and you're watching like maybe um, someone who's cooking Korean food and then you're watching someone mm-hmm. cooking Italian food and they're doing things differently and, and you're piecing it together yourself and yeah. you're learning your own way. Right. And you can pause it and rewind it. Yeah. Yes. Go yep. back and yes. rewatch it again. You can save it. You if can you're take learning notes. on like from an instructor, they some of them will be able to take the time to like yeah. individually talk to people. But if it's a traditional, say a high school teacher, mm-hmm. they have to teach at a certain pace to get through the whole curriculum by the end of the year yeah yeah and if you can't keep up maybe you can stay after and do something but they're not going to stop and go back yeah Mm -hmm. you just got to keep going forward but there's a big there's a beauty of learning that way because it even like with nick with with um when we started the podcast like nick this is our first time ever doing anything like this Mm. nick had to literally become a sound engineer through youtube and you know if you went to school to be a sound engineer who knows what you would have if that would have even happened you know what i mean like Mm. so now you can just go online you take an hour of your time you watch a bunch of things you write it down you figure it out you practice you learn and you get to do you kind of like make your own way almost right Um, and i'm gonna gonna throw this in there really quick calling me a sound engineer might be a stretch well no but i'm saying i had to learn some of the sound engineering stuff Mm -hmm. i learned enough to be dangerous (laughs) there you go he learned enough (laughs) he learned enough to produce a podcast called the hey roadie podcast that's a very great podcast if you haven't heard you should listen to it absolutely (laughs) but no i just think that that's really cool and i think it all sort of is like very full circle um for you and in the creativeness that you've had all along mm-hmm. and like learning through you know youtube and then learning through your the chef that you met at skyline and learning through the other restaurants you've worked at and just kind of piecing together your own brand yeah 
but still maintaining the fact that like you're everyone's chef. Yeah, and then people were like, like my my mother is notorious when I cook for her because she's just always in time. She's like, how did you pull that together? I love that because in my head, I'm not thinking about like I need this. I see what I I see what I have. I'll go in her kitchen and be like, okay, well, what does mom have? Yeah, and then I'll, and you make something. You, it's just it just comes together. Well, um, if you can make like a a celebrity private chef like beautiful dish out of canned ragu i feel like you can do anything that feels like that would be very hard it, the funny thing is i've i mean i grew up on ragu yeah. so i already know and i already know the taste of like bottled sauces they yeah. just they're not they're no offense to any sauce they're just not good yeah. like yeah. compared to you know, making your own yeah so you figure out what you need to do to doctor to make it yeah. taste Correct. like your own made. and that's what, also why i use the crock pot so that mm. way it's just like you're allowing that to cook slow for hours so mm -hmm. every all those flavors from the seasoning from the yep. meat from the even the rag the ragu sauce when they all kind of marry yeah together it doesn't taste like a jar of ragu. it doesn't taste like ragu yes. sauce. right so it's it tastes, all right it and that's good to know too for people like someone like me i only exclusively buy like jars of tomato mm -hmm. sauce because i'm not like the one time i tried to make it I didn't do a great job. So like for me, it, it's nice to hear someone who is a professional chef that like I can make a ragu or like whatever the other brands are. I can make it taste, you know, yeah. even yeah, better. The, the jarred stuff in general, it's just like, um, uh, you know, big brand coffee shops. Like yes. whether it's a honeydew or a Dunkin Donuts or one of these things, everything is designed to be ma as mass appeal as possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have like a very distinct and like strong flavor typically yes. because then you'd only be selling it to a very small percentage mm -hmm. of the population. Right. right. To make it as, as bland isn't the right word, but as like as neutral to the palate as possible mm -hmm. so the most people can like it. And right. that's what you're going to get out of most jarred stuff yep. too. Yep. And I have like, I mean, not my one last question, but I have a question that I was going to ask at the beginning, but I forgot to ask. Did you, have you ever end up going to the Cake Boss's Bakery? Have you I been? I have. You have? I have. And did it exceed your expectations? Were you happy about it? I'm never going to talk bad about Buddy. Oh, that's so cute. Do you remember what you got? The rainbow cake. Was it good? No. <laughs> no, and that's okay. Did but it look good? Did it, it look good? And it was so busy in there, right? Um, No. It no, wasn't? It wasn't busy. Okay, maybe. So I went once and I'm not, I, I, I wasn't like a huge fan like you were. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen it a few times, but I remember going, we were with like a, a family friend and we were on our way to New York. We're like, let's go to the cake boss. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you had to wait in line for like two hours, but nope. that might've been like peak cake boss yeah. time. Mm -hmm. No, this was, what was this like two, this is pre COVID. Okay. Um, and it was late. Was it? Yeah. And so like, it wasn't, I didn't have to wait like long a yeah, long time yeah, and yeah. i was like i just saw the rainbow cake and i think i probably went for rainbow cake because i saw him do it yeah I was yeah like, oh, yeah. Let me, yeah let me get that but i just i was just a little underwhelmed i feel like yeah. i'm underwhelmed because i bake because you bake now so, and you're certain, a, an amazing baker so like certain flavors i'm just like i this is it it, it just sound it, it seemed very um factory yeah, it didn't feel like his okay. mother. They didn't. Yeah, yeah it didn't feel. Yeah, like very... it suited a need, right? Like I want something sweet. It fills it, but right. And I, I would assume too, like when people get big like that, like Cake Boss mm -hmm. big, like he doesn't have time to be in right. in the back. He's here. Make... No, he's in a. <laughs> he's making a show. Like right. he's, he's, right. he's home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so I, it, there's goods and good and bads. Right. Like I every time I that. go to rights, I always feel like. You know, someone's grandmother was back there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Like, yeah, exactly. See, you see, you see his face? He's just like, yeah, yeah that's so it. We, so one of the um, people who's like a big integral part of rights, we've had her on our podcast, Kate Kennedy. Mm -hmm. And that's 
because growing up, we always had rights. And it, oh, like you said, it always tasted always. like someone just made that for yes. you. No matter like, how much bigger they've gotten, it still has the same quality. Yep. And I think yep. it's because they're, well, they haven't gotten a reality TV show yet, which yeah. maybe that'll come next. <laughs> but like, I think they're so, um, like, uh, they're so into family. Like, yeah. they're so into like everyone knowing. Well, it's a legit the old school yeah. dairy bakery. It is. Like, yeah. they, like the cows are there. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, there's no there's no middleman going yeah, on. Yeah, All yeah. their ingredients are coming from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, short of, you know, flour stuff. Like now that, that yeah, we're yeah. on baked good topics, I have a question for you sure. again. What is your, now we asked the question about like more savory foods. What's your favorite thing to bake? My favorite thing to bake, it depends on the season. Okay. Um, for now, like if you were baking something tomorrow. If I was baking something tomorrow. So springish. I love, and this is probably, this is, I'm going to blame it on pastiche. It's probably <laughs> the fruit tart. Oh. Uh, but however, I'm not a big fan of pastry cream. Okay. Um. So my my uh, base for it is usually like a cream cheese filling. Oh my God. Now, it's not like cheesecake, but it just gives you that nice. It has a little because like that you the one you're talking about that is not your favorite. It's more of like a it's almost like a like, like a pudding. Like, like an eclair. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or, or um, a Boston cream pie. I don't okay. really care for gotcha. for that. So even when I made eclairs, like, yep. I would fill it with buttercream and not Ooh. that. And I'll put fresh fruit. Oh. So and I'll use the 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 Italian meringue buttercream because yep. it just has that consistency. That that I like, and so I think pastry good. cream is the one that is the consi- if I feel like I'm eating like pudding. Yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. want to eat pudding. Yeah, <laughs> no, it no, essentially no. is pudding. Yes. Yeah, it's like pudding. It's <laughs> exactly. like pudding. It's custardy. I'm not yeah. really into custards. Yeah. Um. So it's like I like something that has more of not really a mashed potato, probably a little, little like softer. a little denser. Yes. Denser so, than pastry cream, but not as dense as mashed potatoes. Correct. Somewhere. Yeah. In the I like middle. the way she just put that. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. I can describe food very well. Do you? Would you? I know like with a chef, you can do both. But do mm-hmm. you have a favorite savory or sweets? What you like to do more if you had to pick one? Um. I'm, I don't always like baking because okay. I feel like I'm always in a rush. I'm always ah. going. So sometimes I don't have that time to like just, you know, just look at it and just Measure everything out perfectly it. and uh, make sure that everything, right. the temperatures are but right. But when it comes and- to decorating cakes or decorating or that part, I, I absolutely love that. So by the time I get you everything do? done, oh my goodness, <gasps> that's my thing. Like if it I if, if I were to have a bakery, mm-hmm. I would definitely hire a baker. Let you can bake, and I would be the one at like the tables with that's the other so cake decorators. Cool. And I really enjoy that. Put your headphones on, and you yep. just go mm, crazy. Just go. Yeah, I love it. And before, because we are, we so appreciate you giving us so much of your time. This mm-hmm. has been so much fun learning and and hearing about your story. Do you think you'll ever be on TV again? Yes. You will. <laughs> Is it planned? Do you have a plan? I can't say nothing. <laughs> we blo- broke may an exclusive. or may not be on some form of TV. We broke an exclusive. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to nope. be on the spot. No, no, no. It's, everything is. <laughs> I we just never know. Okay, not to be like weird, but like I feel like you have such a star quality that I'm like, uh, whoever is the producer of these shows needs to put you on it. You're so great. You're <laughs> so fun you, to watch. You. You're infectious. You have a beautiful smile. Like people. Chef Rosto should be on your show. Like, make it happen. Ladies and gentlemen, she said what she said. I'm your manager now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But, well, when you do go on mm-hmm. your next show, come to us afterwards and we can have another conversation I about it. I love it. We would love to have yeah. you on again. Yes. And before we leave, Nick, you can ask your, yeah, your, the, your the, question. The normal thing. Um, if people want to be able to keep up with you, follow you. Um, if website, uh, social media, what's the best place to keep up with what you got going on? Um, well, you can find me, everyone, Chef, um, E-V-E-R-Y, the number one S okay. Chef. Um, and that's on Facebook and Instagram. And my website is www.everyonechef.org. 
Perfect. Right. This Very is nice. so lovely. Thank you so much. This is wonderful. Oh, thank you for having me. And I me. can't wait to have you on again. I can't <laughs> wait either. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. This, this is, is great. great. Thank you so much. And uh, we hope you have a good day, guys. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.